How's everyone?
everything that does not come from faith. And so we are people who are called to faith by God and all that we do and all that we think and everything that we are to walk in faith. When you woke up this morning or when you went to bed last night and you had already laid out your plans for the day, it's that faith in God that delivered you to that. Um, because there are times where we don't know what God is going to do, and so we have to walk in faith. And when we say, you know, this time next week we'll be together, those are statements of faith, that God will deliver us to that time and that he will keep us in his great love in every way that we are. And I want to turn to a few verses on God's promises. And the first one is Deuteronomy chapter 11, 13 to 15. So Cheryl, you take it. Okay. Deuteronomy 11, beginning with verse 13. So if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. God knows how to bless us. And he's saying to us, if we are faithful and we follow what his commands are, he will make a way out of no way, and he'll open a door, and he will just show us his glory and his mercy and his grace for our lives. So when we start talking about walking in faith, we're walking in the faith that God, God has given us. Um, and I love to go back to Genesis chapter 3 where he says, you know, I will put enmity between you and the woman of your seed and the woman's seed, and that I'm going to be the one who's going to send you a deliverer. We don't have to go look for it. We don't have to search under a rock or anything like that. God says this, he will be the one who will deliver us. And that's for everything in our lives. God is saying to us, he's going to bless us. And he has blessings already laid out for us. And the, the, the amazing thing about that is that he laid them out before he ever formed you in your mother's womb. Before he ever brought you into the face of this earth, God has already had blessings out for us. Now, go to Matthew chapter 25, verses 21 to 23. Matthew 25, beginning with verse 21. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. You see how God does? You know, he's already got the reward laid out for us and that he's going to bless us and that he's going to provide for us a reward. And I know sometimes we, we kind of think in terms of this, when I die and I'll be glad to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I know that I'm one 
And I know that I'm one who will always say that, well done, good and faithful servant, especially after going through some of the junk that I go through down here in this life. But God gives us a blessing every step of the way to keep us ever mindful that he is in the blessing business and he will provide a reward just for our faithfulness, just for our trusting him. God has already laid out a blessing for us. So we don't have to go looking for him, but we can expect them when we're walking in faith with him and through his word. Now, go to Psalm 18. Psalm 18, verse 25. Psalm 18, 25. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the faithful to the faithful and you know sometimes people don't have to ask you where your faith is because you're showing it already in everything that you do and so what god is saying to us is just be faithful be faithful and and you will prove out for anyone that you are a faithful person go to psalm 101 verse 6. Psalm 101.6. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He whose walk is blameless will minister to me. Mm. You, see, you see how David David said that, um, that his eyes are on the one who is faithful? Well, who is faithful? No one but God. And that's where we need to point our eyes and point our focus. And I know that, you know... <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost sick when I over, turn the television on just to get a little bit of news, and all it's done is clashing with the unfaithful person. <laughs> and it, it 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 almost makes me want to throw up. But I you know I try to control contain myself because I would probably weigh about two pounds if that were the case. But he says David says this. He says my eyes are on the faithful in the land, and so he knows how to pick out people who are faithful to the word of God, who walk according to God's word, and who are people who will hear God and react to what God tells them as opposed to what their own making is, is, is and, and will trust him in that way. So when David says that, you know, I, I kind of walk in that. He just kind of grabs me in when he says, my eyes will be faithful on the faithful in the land and they will make, and they may dwell with me he whose walk is blameless will minister to me. When you show that, you show who you trust, or who you listen to, and where you walk. And so when we trust God, he's going to deliver us in, in every way. Now, there's some benefits to faith. There's some benefits to faith, and I want us to go through those benefits for a minute. Um, because you know what? God is like this. God never asked us to do anything until he's blessed us already. Amen. Did you get that? God never asked us to do anything until he's shown his blessings upon us already. And and that's the amazing thing. When you read scripture, and I, I, I'm just going to ask you to do this, as you're sitting down with your Bibles and you're going through scripture, before God meets out anything, he's already blessed Israel to show them that he is a faithful God. And then he says, now, Walk in that. It's kind of like in your face. Okay. But if you go to Ephesians chapter 6, 
all the flaming arrows of the evil one.
this world, the things of this world, and that is that victory that um, has overcome the world and even our faith. So that's where I put my faith. And you know why I do that? Because I have one thing that I'm faithful in, and that is when I see Jesus hanging on the cross, yeah. I personalize it. It's for the world, but it's also for me personally. And when I know that Jesus came out of the grave, I know that he brought my victory with him over whatever it is that I'm facing in this life. And so I'm going to just tell you today, trust and have faith that God already has his plan laid out for you and how he's going to deliver you. Now go to go with me to James chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. James 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know the the big debate that Luther had with, with some of his contemporaries was the fact that they thought that just doing good was going to get them in and get them over. But Luther said, you know what, if you don't have any works, a lot of them thought also that if they just had faith, faith that God will carry them through and faith. But he says this, also make sure that in your faith you have doing, that you will do good works. And here's the joy of it. If you think in terms, and you can just write this down, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, because that is a statement that Paul makes with regard to our faith as well. And that faith is this, that we don't have to go around looking for good things to do mm-hmm. because God has already laid them before us. Mm-hmm. And when we can see God opening up that door for us to do those good works, you know what? That's when this world will start to turn the way that God wants us to turn. That when we don't have to look for those things. You know, I, I, I was thinking the other day because I know that we're ready to start doing some work in the community. And we're trying to figure out, well, how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that? And I, I just remember last week, or maybe it was a week before last, when we were on the phone with the um, commissioner for the state of, of, of state of Michigan. And I was listening to them because they wanted to issue the liquor license to a place that was up the street and across the street from St. Philip. And I know that we had already done battle with them and say, no, we're not going to do it. And I go, where's your faith? And so as the guys who were there and they were making their case, and I kept thinking, you know what? We're supposed to be good neighbors. And they learned that they were supposed to be good neighbors. And so we kind of worked this thing out to the point that I said to them, St. Philip is going to approve this. And I'm pretty sure that some of the folks that were on the phone were shocked. But the reality is, is that, you know what, there are good people in every every quarter of life. And I thought about going down, I think it's um, Woodward, and the big churches that are down Woodward, and the clubs and stuff for, that are across the street from them. Not clubs, but restaurants that serve liquor, because that's what that group was going to do. And I thought about it, and I go, 
Well, if they can do it, we can do it. But also I recognize that God is opening up a path and an avenue for us to share the gospel with people all around us. And we still have to be that we still have to be that beacon light on Grand Avenue, on Grand Boulevard. So we gotta trust in God and, and know that God is not gonna let anything go beyond us that he can't fix and that he can't work out. Okay. So now go to Second Corinthians chapter four. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter four, verses thirteen and fourteen. Second Corinthians four, verse thirteen. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. Wow. I'm going to read verse 13, uh, 15 as well. All of this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Okay. I love it when Paul says, I believe, therefore I have spoken. I believe, therefore I have spoken. And with that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Mm -hmm. If we don't have that kind of faith in knowing, first of all, that Jesus went to the cross, came into this world to go to the cross, to die for our sins, but it didn't stop there. If we don't have the faith to know that Jesus got up from that tomb and was walking around and seen by 500 people or more, what good is our faith? And what good are we to walk around and say, I believe, and therefore I have spoken? Because our, our thought is this. We are supposed to speak to people about the resurrection of Christ, which also means our resurrection from our dead situations. And we can walk in that, and we can love in that, and we can be people of God through that as well. Now I want to go to one other place. And that's praising God for our faith, but also combining faith, love, and hope. So go first of all to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, and then chapter 13, verse 13. Okay, you want me to read those together? Yeah, it's again. I couldn't, so I don't know. <laughs> If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Okay. I, I think it's part of a part of... The motto for St. Philip is that being a beacon light to this world, and, and I pondered that forever, because one thing that we know is <clears throat> that if we have all of those things that we're sharing out there, if we ourselves don't have enough love, 
then we're nothing. We're people that are nothing. And so we can't be afraid of what God sends our way because maybe God is putting us through that test in order that, first of all, we might love him more, but also that we might have faith in him. And having that faith, we can show that to others. But then above all of that, we're supposed to love. Now, I'm not one that, that I like undercurrent. I'm not that kind of a person. And so I'm going to go to verse 13 because he says, And now these three remain. Faith, hope, hope, and love. But you see what he did? He says, But the greatest of these uh-huh. is love. Uh-huh. Are we not supposed to love our enemies? Yes, we are. Are we not supposed to love one another as God has loved us? Yes, we are. So when we can show that, then we're loving God as he calls us to do. And that love puts total trust in him that whatever it is, God is going to work it through for us. Amen. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You see how that goes? Because, you know, and I know that in certain places you have to do certain things, but... If you don't have that faith that is there, what good is it? We are called to be faithful people, and that faith causes us to love one another as we have been loved through Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. First Thessalonians 1, 3. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, you know, that's the thing that gets us all motivated and working. First of all, it's that faith that God has given us this promise. But then, as Paul puts it there, he says, Our Father works produced by faith and your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in these days of this pandemic, I want us to be spurred along by the hope, first of all, by the faith that God will deliver us, and then we are to love, labor in love. And you know, one thing I was trying to think of, how do I tell people to labor in love? Well, one thing is just check on one another. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's easy. I mean, you know, we, we do that. Just pick up the phone and check on somebody. When they fall on your brain, check on them and see how they're doing. And that may be your chance to give them that inspire them to hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So please be people of love, spurred on by faith, and... Let your endurance be inspired by the hope that we have. And you know what that hope is? 
that hope is to turn around and everybody that I see, I start saying, God, I'm hoping that everybody will make it to heaven. Yes. I want to be there to greet them, Lord, but I want everybody to make it to heaven. Because from the description I've heard of heaven, I don't want anybody to miss that. Amen. I can remember um, when I was teaching at, at Lutheran High School East in Cleveland Heights, and the secretary there started messing with me one day. But she had talked to our daughter, Jennifer, and Jennifer had told her, um, you know, Pastor likes chocolate cake. But she didn't tell her the rest of that. She didn't tell her that if Pastor eats cake like that, he'll be like a falling down. Yes, she did. She told her, she said, he'll be like a falling down drunk. And so I went in that day, and, and, and the secretary had saved a great big piece of chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there, and it was sitting right on my right in my face when I walked in to let them know that I was in the building. And I guess my mouth started started watering. And I can remember her saying, would you like to have that? And I go, no. <laughs> and so she said, oh, come on, you can have it. And she threw it in front of me, and I go, no, I can't have it. And she goes, oh, come on, Pastor, you can have this piece of cake. And I told her, I said, you know what, if I eat that cake, by the time I get to my class and I start my class, you're going to have to come up and carry me out because I'm going to be like a falling down drunk. And she goes, really? (laughs) And I can remember her saying to me, oh, I want to see that. Come on, Pastor, eat this. I'm going to throw you out and get it. And my comment to her was, don't let the devil use you. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, When we lift up our prayers, are we praying in faith? And I guess that's the way I would end this. Are we people who will go to God and we will pray to him in faith? Now, as we start our 21 days of breakthrough in prayer, it's going to mean this. It's going to mean that everybody that's a part of that group will need to have, first of all, their minds focused on serving God, but also on being united as one people. Because there's power in unity, but there's also strength in unity. And God would like to have us operate in unity. So I don't want, I don't want, and and, and please understand this when I say this, I don't want people who will come with lackluster faith. I want people that will come with faith on fire. And whatever we're told to do as we make this journey, that we do it together. And that'll be the, the checking point for me, is that we do it together and that we're strengthened by it. And I know that there are certain operations in our church that we're we're very faithless people because we think that we're the ones doing it. And here's the magic thing about it. God is faithful, and he knows everything that we're doing, and he will walk with us. Um, But I just want you to be mindful of that as as we start to make that journey. But here's the word that comes from... James chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, and go ahead and do that one. Okay. James chapter 1, verse 5. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. You see the thing of doubt, and that's what's going to be the key to our beginning, our 21 days of breakthrough in prayer, is that we have that steadfast, unmovable faith, knowing that whatever we ask of God, that we're going to receive from him that which is asked. Okay, um, and then as we get, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to have a prayer marathon. Let me put it that way, because God is God is not He's not a one who's going to edit our our conversation with Him or anything, because He already knows our hearts as we go to Him in prayer. But He knows one big thing, and that is that we go to Him in doubt, and doubt can take such a a crazy way, and maybe I'll do a sermon on that one day, you know, not to doubt, but to trust God and, and to show us how we do doubt as we make our journey back home again to be with him. So let us stop and, and let us bow our heads in prayer. And um, does anyone have anyone that they want me to pray for today? Kermit Thompson. Thompson? Yes, my uncle. His name is Kermit Thompson. Kermit, okay. Kermit Thompson. Anybody else? Cynthia Kendo. Cynthia Kendo? Yeah, I'm going to be having a heart cast hooking up maybe next week. Okay. Um, okay. I like prayer for my uh, granddaughter. Madison, Madison McLaurin, she's still, uh, they're still testing her for the Bella Rubin. I'd like for you to continue praying for her. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? My sister, Hazel Calloway. Hazel Calloway? Uh-huh. Mr. Calloway okay. speaking. Uh-huh. Okay. So let us bow his in prayer. Father, we, your faithful people, come before your throne of grace. And Lord, first of all, we find comfort in knowing that we're in your presence today. But not only today, but every day of our lives. And so Father, help us to walk closer with you by trusting you more. Father, we ask you that you will help us in being obedient people giving us peace of mind and, like Paul, being content in whatever situation we find ourselves in, but also trusting in your will for us. Father, we ask you for peaceful and spiritual connections that we have with you and the Father and the Holy Spirit and with one another. Father, quiet our grumbling spirit, which is a spirit of evil, and help with our time of prayer and study of your word. Father, just be present with us. Don't let Satan have control over our minds. With us demanding during our walk of life into eternity. And we ask you, Father, for rest and cover on all who are suffering and fearful and faint of heart. 
little those despairing and put your arm of love around those who are suspended between life and death. Be gracious with them as they will await your will to be done in all things. Father, for those who are facing any kind of situation, we pray for them, Father. We ask you to just let your presence be known and walk with Kermit Thompson. We ask you to be with Kendall, with Cynthia Kendall, Lord, as she faces this procedure. And Lord, I know that sometimes we can just kind of blow it off and think that it's okay, but Father, you be that surgeon that operates and that, that you work with her and that you will strengthen her and that you will renew her. Father, we pray for the Belly River and the Count of Madison and that you will just continue to deliver her in your great grace and your tender mercy. And Father, we ask you to watch over and, and strengthen Hazel Calloway, Calloway, that she know that you are her God and that you are the great physician and that all by yourself, Father, your will is done in each of our lives according to your purpose and your holy will. Father, we pray that in our church, in our churches, as we await your will, help us to be still and be quiet, to be trusting and confident as you guide us home to be with you. And especially, especially during these tumultuous times of the coronavirus, Father, that you will just give us peace of mind and help us to be those obedient people that we do what we're told to do and that we don't rush you, Father, because somehow you're, you're making us stay a little longer as you work things out for us. So it just help us to be steadfast and unmovable and always abiding in your great grace and your tender mercy. Keep us, Father, from the desire to walk over someone, but be present as we fight off our will and trust in your will for each and every person in this world and in our lives. Father, just guard your people as St. Philip today, that they will know your tender mercy and your loving kindness, Father. Father, we just pray that you will just love each and every one of us, not in special ways, but in the way that you love us, which is a special way for every situation that we're enduring and every situation that we're facing, Father. You are God Almighty. Be with us here on this phone today, Father, that you search our hearts and you know our, our wills for your love and your mercy and your kindness, Father, but also you know our faith that is put into you. So strengthen us by that great grace, Father. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus, Father, we, we just thank you today. And we ask you all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now, everybody, walk in faith and receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, turn towards you, let his radiance, radiance fall upon you, and bring you that peace that passes all human understanding in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you. Thank you too, Pastor. God bless you. Thank 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 pre-study for that, but when we come together on Monday, I'm going to just do a study over that first portion, and then each day, there's an assignment that we will work out, um, and I'm trying to just figure out whether we should do it every day or whether we should do it once a week, and then just find out what happened as people covered those first seven days, and then the next seven days, and then finally the, the last seven days. But um, the, 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 as, as a section out in the book, there's a thing that you do in, in praying, and I'm going to also add to that in the, in that what I'm going to send out before Monday. Okay. Does that help? Okay. Alrighty. Okay, and then you know, always rec always recognize that if you hit a glitch in there, I'm available. Okay. All right. Thank so what, you. What time? What, what time are the um, will that set, those sessions be? The first session is going to be at twelve. The first session is going to be at twelve, and then uh, then we'll come together again next Wednesday to make sure that everybody's on on point. And if there's an issue that I have to deal with, then we'll go every day. But we're going to do this on Monday. Then I'll find out. We'll cover our same prayer on Wednesday, but I'll also be checking what happened on on that Monday and the week before, um, so that I can get that straight and make sure that everybody's on target. Okay. And oh, and the time we will, we will do that at twelve. I think Wednesday has, has it set up for twelve o'clock. Okay, twelve noon. Is it twelve noon? Okay, twelve noon. All right. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye, everyone.